double teamed fam. How are we doing this fine Thursday? I've got a little switch special for you. Now, I won't be talking on this subject, but my two beautiful Miss Night Eyes and Nikki will be your hosts for today on this lovely switch special. So let's get started. Miss Night Eyes, you want to say hello to the fans? Hello, everybody. Nice to be here again. Yes, it's been a while since we've had you on the pod. I know. I know. I'm excited for this. Okay, so obviously, Miss Night Eyes and I both identify as switchy. Um, she always gets a ton of questions on her Q&As on her Instagram, so I thought, why not do a fun little episode on it? But before we get to all the questions from her Q&A, I have a topic that I wanted to discuss with you in terms of switching. You know, I always say I think everyone is a little bit bi. So I'm curious, do you think everyone is a little bit switchy? That's such an interesting question. I think I'm a very firm believer and I'm biased because I'm a melting pot of so many different things. But our experience is so fluid that, I mean, from my standpoint, as someone that's queer, I always just think, oh my gosh, how is not everybody just a little bit queer on a spectrum? And so (laughs) I, I think my like gay self is always thinking, surely everyone's just like a little bit bi. Um, But in terms of dynamics and switching, I think there's definitely people that um, solely identify as Dom or solely identify as Sub. But I don't know, depending on the right connection and the right person that you're with, there's always new things to discover. So who knows? Maybe it's a spectrum there too. And we all have a little bit of switch in us. See, that's what I'm thinking. That's my theory on it too. Like, yes, you may be heavily dom-leaning or heavily sub-leaning, but maybe as a sub every once in a while, you want to, you know, hit someone or choke someone. Or maybe as a dom every once in a while, you wouldn't mind getting talked, you know, with someone that you really trust. And I agree. I think the the energy and, and the space, you know, that you create with someone will highly dictate that. But I don't know. I, I just, to me, I think every person has just like a smidge a smidge of switchiness in them. I remember when I discovered I was a switch, I was in such denial. I just thought, no, 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 I'm 100% sub. What are you talking about? And daddy was like, mm, I don't think so. I'm like, no, no, I'm a sub. I'm a sub. <laughs> well, Mike, so, I mean, I'm curious, has Sir ever shown a hint of a submissive side? And by that, I mean, like, maybe, maybe he let you do a form of impact play on him. I don't know. I'm just curious. Impact play is like a hard limit. If I'm particularly bratty and want to get myself in real trouble, I will smack his bum and I know I have to run real fast. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I was like, I'm just picturing like, hi, daddy. And then just like take off (laughs) We were walking up um, the steps, um, the the staircase in his house, and I was behind him. So, of course, like, I'm staring at his bum as we're walking up the stairs. And I'm just brat urge, no, don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to get yourself in trouble. So I gave him a little tap and got away with it. I was like, oh, hello, another little one. And I did one more that was a bit more. He's like, that's it. I'm like, oh, no. So no, no, there's no no um impact. <laughs> I just uh, all I'm saying is it's a theory of mine. I I think there's a possibility of it. 
I, like I, again, with the right person, maybe everyone's willing to explore the other side. But I digress on that subject. Okay, now let's get on to the questions. Your Q and A. The first one, I thought this was a really good one, and you see quite often, um, especially for interest for people that are interested in learning how to switch, because it, it is a little bit of a learning curve, I would say. If you started out as a dom and maybe, um, or a sub, and you know, you definitely have like the curiosity to try the other side. I know for me, like in my switch journey, you know, I started out as a sub, my dom side still is very particular about when she comes out. So this one is, how do you find balance between sub and switch mental space? I think I had to come to a point of just accepting that that changes so frequently for me. Even not in scene, I can just feel a lot more subby and then something will happen, something will provoke it and then just like instantly I suddenly feel a lot more dommy. I remember when I first discovered my my switching side, I got quite confused. I um, felt like, okay, I need to be just one of them. And then at a different time in a scene, I can be just the other one. But the fact that it would change so often, I just got to a point of needing to accept that depending on my mood, depending on who I was with, depending on, I mean, it could be as simple as the weather. Like if it was like a bright, sunny day and, you know, going for a walk, I might be a little bit like playful and subby. I actually, the grocery store is probably my like, switch paradise I've discovered because when I'm shopping for my groceries I think I'll just be walking up and down the aisles and one moment I'm you know at the toy section or magazines or I see some stickers and I've gone all subby or or down the cereal aisle I'm looking at all like the cute little you know colorful cereal with the characters on the box and like snap out of it Ms. Nardise you've got to buy milk today (laughs) you know and get yourself together and then two minutes later I might be walking down past like I know you're American so I'll try and say candy (laughs) I want to say lollies I'll walk past those and I'll just see like some some cute candy and just suddenly go into like mummy dom space and just be fantasizing about having like my little sub there with me and you know, you know, do you want some of this? Okay, well, if you're a good girl and you, you know, hold on to the trolley, then you can have some of these. And within an hour in the grocery store, I think I've switched probably 20 times in my headspace. So <laughs> I just need to be fluid and happy to just embrace whatever I'm feeling at the time. I definitely can agree that um, the environment can be a factor. I know for me, I don't know what it is, but I feel like for some reason, at least the, the sex parties that I've gone to. At sex parties, I tend to want to go more dom. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you can just see it. Yeah. Like, Nikki, like, she finds a crop, and she finds a girl that's on all fours, and it's, like, going to town. And I'm just sitting there like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but, like, at sex parties, I really tend to navigate towards my dom side. At times, like, you know, sometimes with my, you know, both my male and my female dom are usually at the at the sex parties that I attend. And I remember one time my female dom was working, but my male dom was not. And so I was with him and it was like a really kind of interesting headspace for me because it was the first time I kind of experienced it where I was like, I want to go dom, but like being around him, I want to submit. So I'm like, I don't like it was, I didn't know how to balance that energy. And I think for me, it's definitely something that I still am working on. But that night, like I just, I didn't know which side to feed. I'm like, okay, which, which one do I go for? So it, it can be tough. 
I understand that completely. I, I get exactly the same. So um, same thing, kink parties, events. I'm always Dom leaning when I go to those spaces. I went to one a couple of weeks ago and it'd been a long time since I'd been to one and I was ready to just embrace full D me and just go put someone over my lap and, you know, <laughs> and daddy and I mentioned it and he just said, um, would you like me to come with you? Or is this the kind of one that you need to go by yourself? Because we both know that, that if he is is with me as switchy as I am I am his sub and when I am with him even if I might get bratty or maybe there's a toppy edge to like my bratting sometimes I am just purely sub with him so being in his presence the same as you that I want to be in my in my dom space but it kind of is this like tear back to like I'm in the presence of my dom so I'm subby and I found that in group scenes too even um with daddy in a group scene, if I have the opportunity to be a, a top in the scene, not um, just like daddy and two subs, but if I'm the switch in the scene and I'm allowed to dom in that space, there is still definitely probably like it's 70% dom me and there's like very much like a, I don't embrace that full identity and that full headspace because I know that my dom is there and I'm still trying to like pull back to um, being his sub. So yeah, he ended up not coming to that event with me so that I could embrace that role. Oh, I love that. I mean, it's, it's awesome that he's able to recognize that and be like, hey, if this is something you want to go do on your own, like, you know, and supports you in it. I think probably one of the most beautiful examples that I am like lucky enough to witness, you know, pretty regularly of a switch is my female Dom. Because the way that she's able to like, just, I, I, it's very hard to explain, but like the way that she's able to navigate as my Dom, but his submissive when it's the three of us together, she really does it quite beautifully. And, and I always laugh too, because like I can, you know, like when she talks to him, she'll be like, you know, daddy, may I do this or whatever. And then with me, it's like her stern commanding Dom voice. And like when she switches between the two, like I absolutely love it. I think she's had more, or by now she's had a, a really decent amount of experience with it. So she, she's been able to find that balance. But I think for all switches, it's like a journey to get to that balance and just understanding. I don't really know what the answer would be though. It's like how to find it, but more so just give yourself time and practice <laughs> negotiation I um we have a another group scene coming up this weekend and once again I get to um be a dom in that scene not with him obviously with the, with the third with the sub and it's a person a partner of daddy's who we've had a group scene with before so I think having already had that experience and to sense what that dynamic interplay is like you go in knowing kind of what that felt like last time and you can build on it as with last time you sit down and you negotiate okay with the the scene plan what's it going to look like where are you going to take control where am I going to take control and we try to make it not so much back and forth switching for me between um, him and her but it's a very like I might start and and have my time doming her and then there is like a handover moment where like I might lead her to him you know collar and leash put her over his lap and then it's like hand over your turn and then I can kind of get into my subspace from there so I think planning ahead and and trying not to leap from zero experience with switching in a scene to you know a very high level <laughs> switching technique of going back and forth but just building on that each time would be really helpful I mean with any form of BDSM give yourself time and practice and patience you know 
like I've learned that with rope. Yeah. Sometimes with rope, I'm like, let's go. And then I'm in it. I'm like, should have slowed down just a little bit. <laughs> I finally had someone tie me up. Oh, yeah. It was a very decorative tie and I loved it. Um, so I look forward to um, diving into it more, but it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, rope play is so beautiful. It's it's my favorite thing. I've been asked before if you you know got sent off to a deserted island, what would be what, three things that you'd take? And rope is always immediately yeah. the first thing. Oh, I love your response to that. I remember that question. Yeah. What was it? Um, rope, a flogger, and a good girl to take it. <laughs> uh, yep. Oh, that's right. And we had. And I remember you said you had quite a few volunteers for the good girl. I had countless. I lost count of the amount of me, please. Um, I volunteer as tribute. Where do I sign up? I think I need a really big island. <laughs> Population 300. <laughs> All women. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. How to keep yourself from topping during subbing? So if you're a sub, maybe, you know, that switch is trying to break free a little, get a little toppy. How do you go about it? I find um, this is probably one of my biggest challenges as a switch since really embracing my Don side is that um, now that I am so like leaning and, um, even without part, like sub partners, I'm just very much feeling that space more often than not. I, um, I find it really tricky to get into more of a sub space. So pretty much daddy is the only one that I do that with now. And I think because I've been with him since before I discovered my switchy side, he's not a switch and I um, very quickly get put in my place by him. I'm always just like in a subspace with him. But I think talking about like balance earlier, like the balance is a really important part of that, that I need to have had that really good quality sub time with him um, to make sure that that kind of, um, that needs fulfilled so that I don't get a little bit too toppy. I think with like my bratting, if I'm a little bit out of balance, there's going to be that edge of toppiness to my bratting because not because I'm trying to dominate him, but because I'm desperately (laughs) trying to, um, be put in my place. And I know that I'm going to provoke him as much as I can, but respectful and within our negotiated dynamic to make sure that that happens. (laughs) So if that's a smack on the bum or not following through and and taking a bit of cheekiness as far as I can, (laughs) that's about as much as I get actually toppy um, with him is like that little taking bratting too far, I think. It was actually a time early on in my switching that got me into a lot of trouble. So he's not a switch, but he, after we realized that I was, and he wanted to give me an an opportunity to kind of sense that energy and to embrace it and learn it, he gave me just a little bit more room to move with him than normal. I wasn't like blindfolding him or gagging him or like (laughs) anything like that. But he just let me just um, get into that energy a little bit more, take just that little bit more control than what I normally would be allowed. And I remember I was on I was on top of him while we were having sex and just let one hand kind of like creep up and like grab his throat. (laughs) And I remember him like being like, okay, I need to kind of 
let her just explore a little bit, but I was on very, very thin ice. I wasn't like choking him or anything, but I just like put my hand there. And what got me into trouble was I very much felt that energy all of a sudden. I very felt, I felt very toppy all of a sudden. And I might have given him a little smack on the face (laughs) and I got thrown off and spanked really hard. You seem like the master of cheekiness. Like, you love. I really am. I'm such a brat. (laughs) But the thing is, it's not dominant. So, even in that moment that was incredibly naughty of me, it was still like I felt that energy in that space, but I was still his sub and I still. Um, as soon as he like threw me off and like disciplined me for that, was loving it because that was like what I want from him. I want to be his sub. I don't want to be his, you know, his dom or his top. But other than that incident, as we might call it, I don't, I, I don't, um, I don't have any like dom dom headspace kind of creep in unless it's you know something that's been negotiated. I would have loved to have seen that. I know. <laughs> I, I'm personally going to petition if y'all could just like keep a camera in the room. <laughs> When funny moments like these happen, just share them. Like, because, I mean, I'm going to take that as permission to do it again and film it. So, Daddy, now that you're listening to this episode, whenever you're listening to this, the double team girls have given me permission to smack you in the face. <laughs> I'm going to hate us. Picturing it in my mind. And it's just, it's just, I would have loved to have seen this. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any instances where, like, I can't think of a time that I've ever gotten, like, toppy when I've been with my doms, because, like, even though I am a switch, in their presence, I'm just very, like, I just want to submit, and I just want to, like, no side of me, probably similar to you, no side of me wants to, like, dom or top them in any way. So, so I'm trying to figure out like how to answer this question because really, I mean, I think how to keep yourself from topping during subspace. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking if you have the feeling of wanting to top while in subspace, it probably means you are not relinquishing enough control. Like, you know, cause you're supposed to relinquish your control to the dominant. And so like, you're not relinquishing enough of it. So either they need to get like a a better grasp of it and maybe that's something to communicate with them or or maybe you are being cheeky and and you're just it might just be cheekiness it might not actually be topping it might just be cheekiness you might be like extreme brat I am (laughs) it's hard to it's hard to answer because like it really just depends on like the energy you know it might be that your needs aren't being met in a way I find that with with me if I am feeling out of balance if I'm feeling like I it's been maybe too long since impact play for example and I'm getting quite needy for something there's definitely more of an edge more frequency of my bratting or you know I'll take it further than I normally would because whether I'm meaning to or not I am trying to elicit that response of being put in my place so I think having some self-awareness and if you are topping from the bottom a bit then maybe have that communication and say what's going on um, in in this negotiated dynamic you are my sub and I've noticed that you're starting to top um, what what are your needs what why are you doing that and is there something that we need to be doing for you if it's 
everything is being met and you're just getting a little bit toppy, then you're not respecting your dynamic. You're not respecting their authority in the scene. And it's something that you need to correct. But if there are needs there, then you can look at, okay, well, we haven't done impact play for a while and that's why you're being particularly bratty. So let's organize some impact play. And you'll find that that um, once your needs are being more met, you're more in balance and things like topping from the bottom aren't as as common. I agree. I would agree with that 100%. And I actually did just think of a, a recent-ish kind of uh, moment. I have a fairly new partner. I'm not going to call him partner. We only hooked up like twice at this point. Anyways, but he's he's a switch and I'm a switch. And I know. I was like, do you go in like, who's who today? Well, and it was so, like the very first time. Or do you plan it? Well, so I, we've only had a price remember, and I told him, like, first few times, I just want to, like, go into it more vanilla so I can get a read for the energy and then see how it goes from there. And he was like, okay, sounds good to me. Let's do it. So, like, the very first time, so as we were, like, kind of into it a little bit more, he started getting more, like, primal slash toppy. And for some reason, that turned, like, a switch in me. And suddenly I was like, no, I want to do this. So then I like flipped him on his back and then I started choking him and he was like completely submitting to me. And I just remember it was, and I remember thinking at that time, I'm like, I don't know why instead of in that moment, like, cause normally I love primal. Wait, which know. dude is this? Write his name down. You know who it is. You know, but I always forget. Oh, okay. anyways. And I just remember like thinking afterwards, I'm like, well, why did I kind of get in that headspace? And I think it was because... You know, like I didn't feel, even though he was, even though we entered it in more vanilla, but he started to get toppy and a little primal. I think for me, I was like, no, like this isn't like enough. And so like, I wanted to take control of the situation. So, so yeah, I think that could be like a a big aspect of it. A hundred percent. I, um, that's, that's my, my switch struggle and why I'm only sub to daddy is that I would love to bottom for more people. I would love to, we even talked about it for a bit that maybe I should go have some impact play with other people. I go see someone else for rope, but I find it really hard to be properly subby anymore with anyone else because I feel like as a switch, I've got very great bullshit detection (laughs) and I can very easily tell when um like I, I can I'm like an energy sponge of sorts that I can I could be walking down the street and just see like this very big berry guy and just you know I'm quite a femme presenting slight woman and so probably not exactly what you would look at and imagine is like a dominant stereotype but I could walk past someone that is also probably a dominant stereotype um, like physique wise and look at them and be like, Oh, hello there, little sub. Like you would look great as a footstool. Like I, I'm very in tune with like, with people's energies in that way. And I think, um, now that I am so Dom leaning in, um, in a scene, for example, or when I meet a person, if I'm trying to date with the hopes of finding like a dominant, 
I can look at them and just go, oh, I really don't think I would be able to relinquish that side of me because um, it is so much of me. And you have to now be a really strong dominant to keep that side of me at bay. So the same as you, like Nikki, that like if someone did try to challenge me, I'm like, oh, game on, you know, like I'm a rat tamer. I'm a sadist. I love a bit of push and pull and there's no way you are overcoming this you know (laughs) get on your knees so (laughs) yeah it's a bit of a challenge because submission is so important to me but now that I've reached that kind of level of my identity it's actually really hard to find I would agree with that 100% because even though I can tell he has good dom energy um, I almost see more like submissive in him, at least from like the, the two times that we've had so far. Obviously, I need to explore it more with him just to, to like really see I'm not quite ready yet to where we're, we're at a point where we can like fully get into like a, a DS dynamic because I'm still feeling it out. But so far, I'm like, I think I'd probably dom him more. Um, but he has another partner who's fully dom. He was like, so he's like, I can go either way. And I'm like, I know, but I'm really feeling like I'm going to be the one, you know, taking yeah. on you. You're like, I want to sub, but I'm. I can't feel that right now with you. I just want to like flip you over. Yeah, and exactly. You. But it's it's true. Like when it comes to my two doms, like with them, and I mean, they're just absolutely phenomenal. But like, all I want to do is submit. And it's because like, there's no fucking way I'm challenging either of them. <laughs> I'd run with my tail between I my love legs. Your doms. Your doms are just, uh, I love them so much. I know. What Such were you going to say? People. No. Okay. My question to you was going to be, what do you prefer mistress what what is your preferred title with your subs okay so also a melting pot it really depends on the dynamic that I have with a person I um have like had mama in the past I've used that I have like a long distance type partner that I've started speaking to actually through my page we met each other and we've started to engage with some dynamic just long distance and that question was raised so talking about sexuality and everything earlier so much of that has like been shifting for me I've just really been starting to think about my identity and and how I do feel like the most me and so this long distance partner asked me like what do you prefer like mummy daddy so on I was like you know what like I've got this huge I melt and I get like very dummy and like growly when I hear someone say daddy towards me. Um, so like we, we fluctuate. I said, I kind of feel both. I think like my caregiver dom side is more mummy, like or mama, like I feel that way. If I'm sort of very protocoled or enforcing some rules and giving tasks and that kind of side of my dominance, that feels more daddy. But if I'm, you know, latex on, leather on, crop comes out, like that's, you know, that's mistress. So it depends on the scene. It depends on the person. And it depends like what type of play or like what my headspace is. I absolutely love that. Because I could see like all of those to you so well. I get, yeah, I would see those sides. <laughs> I told you I'm a melting yeah. pot. <laughs> no, I think that's great. And I think you're a great representative of you know what being fluid and like really understanding yourself looks like yeah and harnessing the energy like when you're in that space because it's so dependent on the person that you're with like I said it it, um it really brings out a different side of me and that's what I love about polyamory is that to truly cherish that experience of every single person is going to bring out a different side of you just as much as they are a different person to you a different partner to you I get to embrace so many sides of myself 
because I get to be with all of these different people. I love that. The only term that I've identified with so far would be mistress. I haven't had anyone call me anything different. I haven't experimented with anything outside of mistress much. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I need to give some others a try. I have thought of before, like daddy, because I think I would probably identify with that one more than mommy. Well, daddy is an I, so I'm femme daddy. But mommy for me is a little bit of like, I wasn't sure if I could use that dynamically because I am actually a mother. (laughs) So hearing mum or mummy or mama, like those kinds of things, I thought, am I going to be able to distinguish between motherhood and like my parental role throughout the week and then having someone on their knees on the weekend you know but my my kids don't call me mama like they will just call me mom or mummy so that's why I think I lent more towards mama for a while there because it was actually a different word but yeah no I really do enjoy daddy I think the only reason I hadn't used it so far like earlier in this switch journey is because in group scenes for example with daddy we, we had a bit of a laugh about it when I said oh I'm really think I like daddy and he's like that's got to be so confusing like in a group scene and it's like thank you daddy and is that daddy with an I or a Y like (laughs) okay next question ways to get in dom headspace before play what do you have some rituals that help um I do I um like planning for a scene daddy actually bought me a really beautiful leather session journal which was really nice because I the one that he has I bought for him for his birthday last year so when he bought mine I'm like oh that's so sweet we bought each other's leather session journals so um but yeah I will just get that out and the smell of leather is like one of my fetishes so um having that already is um, going to get me in a bit more of a D head space, like planning out a scene, you know, having low lighting and the candle on and getting the toys out as I'm planning the scene and just like touching some of the things that I have. Like if I get my flogger out, it's game over. <laughs> um, I'm already there. Same with rope. So just the kinds of things that I enjoy most in D space or the toys that I like using most if I touch them, play with them, imagine using them, or even just like fantasizing as about a part of a scene that I'm imagining. So, you know, having a sub that person that I'm planning a scene for in front of me and, you know, my imagination and putting them on their knees, getting my crop out, position training. Like if I start to imagine those things, I'll get into that headspace and I'll be like, okay, I'm ready. They need to be here now. Just some of those rituals and practices really help. Or or music, like a particular playlist, if there's sort of more scene music. I I have a couple of playlists for that and that helps too. Oh, nice. I like that. I'm still, I feel like I'm still figuring out what helps me get into my Dom headspace. Um, I have found though, I have these like claws. I've shown them before, like on our Instagram and stuff. My Doms have the same claws and so I went and bought them. I've mentioned them like a million times. I absolutely love these things. They're from Sheep Off the Shop and they're like made from a knife maker. And like, since I love knife play, like I really love these claws. I feel like every time I put those on, I, it kind of like helps me really get into that Dom headspace, which I really enjoy. And so, and I, most of the time when I wear them, Hey, DT fam, you know how important STD testing is and how often we discuss it on our show which is why I'm super stoked to be working with stdcheck.com. So whether you are with a new partner or you just want to stay on top of your sexual health, 
Maybe you have multiple partners or maybe you went to a sex party and forgot to use a condom. Whatever it is, it is super important for you to be maintaining your sexual health and that obviously includes STD testing. So stdcheck.com is the leader in reliable and affordable lab-based STD testing. I've done this many times, so I'm definitely a big fan of this. Basically, you order your test online and then go right to one of their certified labs, get your testing done, no doctor visit is required, and then you do get your results emailed to you in about two days. What I love about stdcheck.com obviously is it offers confidential and convenient STD testing. This is how I typically do my testing, especially when I want to do a full, full panel. So with multiple online payment options, it's super easy to set up and also you just have that peace of mind. If you're looking for a super convenient way to go get tested, head on to stdcheck.com. And right now, stdcheck.com is offering our listeners $10 off your order. So go to doubleteamedfam.com. Of course, we'll have that linked in the episode description. Click on stdcheck and use code DTF to get $10 off your next STI test. That's doubleteamedfam.com. Click on stdcheck and use code DTF to go get tested. And this is just a great way to support our show while you're taking care of your sexual health. So thank you guys. Go get tested. Maybe that's why. Most of the, yeah, every single time that I wear them, it's when I go to sex parties because it's like, you know, it's it's kink friendly and, you know, it's not people wear other kind of like kinky or fetish wear type things. So I'm like, okay, I can bring my claws out because it's not like I can wear them, you know, walking down the street. I mean, it probably could, but <laughs> people are going to look. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, oh I is yeah, that? Edward Scissorhands. Um, so I, I put them on when I go to the sex parties and that really helps me get into my dom head space because then I just want to like start scratching people and then that makes me start wanting to like hit people like a crop or something crops also help and floggers like if i at all the sex parties i feel like there's always like floggers out and about or like a saint andrew's cross and immediately i'm like who wants to get hit i'm going to a fetish market on the weekend daddy and i and um another one of his sub partners are going to a fetish market on the weekend i'm like oh my poor bank account (laughs) (laughs) so much stuff i want to see what you guys get Please send pics. Take photos and I'll send it to you. Yes. There was one sex party we went to that had a really pretty all like leather white flogger. Uh, strings were braided and now I'm like looking for it and I can't find it. That one was when the, when it's braided like that, the floggers, <coughs> those sting. Oh, but it was so beautiful. They hurt. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. What I've really come to um, one time one of the sex parties had a, a gummy crop. Have you ever played with one? Um, yes, a while ago. Yeah, and they're my absolute favorite. Uh, my doms have one as well. Um, Was I at that one? I don't remember seeing that. No, you weren't at that okay. one. Okay. Yeah, but I really like that crop too. I agree though. I think cer- certain like tools and stuff can ha- help you get into the dom headspace. Maybe the things that you would wear as a dom, you know, rather than like what you would wear as a submissive. I don't know. I mean, I think like as a switch, like in your switch journey, the best thing to do is just try a bunch of things out and see like what really kind of helps you get into that. But like you said earlier, sometimes it does get confusing, you know, because like depending on what it is, maybe it's a flogger, but like depending on the energy that day, you're like, well, I really want this to like, you know, leave some marks on me rather than like wanting to like hit someone else with it. So, all right. Oh, 
you kind of touched on it, but we can dive into a little bit more. As a switch, do you have a primary slash favorite mode? Oh, so primary mode, I think the one that I'm in the most was what I said before, where I am definitely Dom leaning now. But in terms of favorite, like that's that's tricky to answer because even though I am like a Dom primarily, and that's where I'm finding that like I'm headed to is like to explore that so much more. Not so much that it's my favorite, but I think submission is more needed for me. And I was kind of reflecting on this only just the other day, how just to like psychology nerd out for a minute. (laughs) I was thinking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So like for people that are listening that might not know what that is, think kind of like the food pyramid, but for like human needs and down the bottom the very bottom of the pyramid is your like physiological like your basic needs to survive so like food water shelter air that kind of thing Um, and as you move up the pyramid it's things like the next one's safety then it's like love and belonging esteem and right up the top of the pyramid is self-actualization where it's like being the most that you can be and 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 identity type things and so the whole premise of this pyramid is kind of like Maslow believes that our most basic, the bottom part of the pyramid, our most basic needs need to be fulfilled before you can kind of move up the pyramid. So you're not going to find self-actualization if you don't have a home. So to draw like comparison to what I was thinking about that in reference to dynamics is that up the top of the pyramid for me, my self-actualization that I've started to come to and and really realize my identity lately is I am a dom, I am gay, I am fluid in terms of like switching. I've got all of these things that feel like me and who I am. Submission is also a part of that. I am a sub. But in terms of needs, I feel like dominance is a self-actualization type need. It also fits into love and be- like belonging as well, but and connection needs. But right down the bottom, towards the bottom of the pyramid is safety. And I was thinking and reflecting about that and thinking my submission and the connection that I have with daddy as his own sub, what he provides for me as my dom is safety. It's a vessel of where I can be most vulnerable. It's where I can feel trust um, in him. I can let go of stresses and worries. I can have impact play and have that catharsis. I, um, where I get my safety from, well, one of, obviously, <laughs> but one of those things that I get my feelings of safety from is in that dynamic as a submissive. So I feel like um, going back to talking about balance, if my submissive needs aren't being met, if I'm not getting scenes um, very regularly, I do feel out of balance, even though I'm dom-leaning. It doesn't hinder me being able to dominate. It doesn't mean like if I haven't had a scene for you know three months, I, I can't dominate, but it definitely puts me a bit more out of balance as a person and I really feel that need. So even though, yeah, I would say primary mode is Dom. Favorite, I mean, I really, really enjoy being a Dom, but most needed is my submission. Oh, that's a phenomenal answer. I love that. The way, like, or I don't know if I'm misinterpreting, but the, what you're saying basically you need the safety of your subspace before you can reach that self-actualization as a Dom. 
Yeah, I don't feel like as whole rounded as a person. It doesn't stop me from doing it, but I won't feel as well rounded as balanced as what I would if I was, you know, having my my submission needs met. No, I mean that's huge. As you were like describing that, like I thought to myself, you know, I I think the safe space that my two doms give me and my submission is what really has like allowed me to explore more of my switchy side. Because that's when like I, I started to feel more confident and like cared for and everything to a point where I'm like, okay, now I feel ready to like try this and, and go where, you know, for the other side. Because I feel like that part of me was always there. I just was like afraid to to explore it. So they kind of, they gave me that safety as well. And, you know, my, they gave my sub, you know, a place to feel really comfortable in that allowed me to like explore some more. So I think, you know, for, and I mean, this is the same thing for relationships like polyamorous and non-monogamous relationships. If you have a partner that gives you a safe space, then you're going to feel more empowered and more inclined to be able to explore relationships with others, you know, in a non-monogamous or polyamorous setting. Because you have that safe foundation, that ground to return to, you've got stability. And I think what you just said about um, about switching too is that that's a really common thing that I hear a lot from people and was my own experience as well is that a lot of people find their switch sides after they've been submissives um, because they might feel like they were only sub and they had these really strong needs to, um, to explore their submission and once they have had that safe space and they've um, been able to explore that side of themselves, once that's sated, they they realise, hang on, now that I feel really grounded and my needs are being really well met in this area, this other little side has started to surface and I've now uncovered something. So then you can kind of launch yourself into exploring more of your switchy side, more of your dominant side. But I think that's a really common experience for people that they need to have those sub needs met first before they can explore their dom side. And I, I mean, when you brought up that, what is it called? The mass Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense in, in any dynamic or relationship, you know, you need that safety first and that's, what's going to give you like the confidence to get to a place where you're going to explore more. So like, I mean, same like in my bisexuality and in my non-monogamy, like the safe space that, you know, my husband and I created is what allowed me to be like, yeah, I'm going to go explore this because I, I have that safety net. I have someone that loves me and supports me in it. And, and that is crucial, I think for anything. And so I think as you know, you build a dynamic with someone, you know, whether as a dom or a sub or, you know, whatever that looks like, you you want to aim to create that safe space so you can both have that kind of like grounding space to return to. It impacts your dynamic ability, like just talking about relationships and polyamory. If your relationship is in a bit of a difficult place, if you're not feeling safe or secure in your relationship with a person, of course, that's going to impact your desire or your ability to get into a headspace to play with your dynamic, um, making sure that your relationship just on a foundational level is really strong and secure is going to impact that as well. I, I know that I've found that like just in the previous like few months, I've had some like poor mental health and like the impact of like the chaos that I can bring into my relationship with daddy at the moment that takes precedence. It, it has to be the thing that gets focused on that you work on your connection um, and your relationship together so that you can get yourself into the headspace for play. 
So all of that, that's why I think I was reflecting on the whole pyramid is that those kind of safety needs and that security and that safe foundation is what you need to be able to get to those places that you can explore your identity more. And I, I wish that for everyone, honestly, you know, to find that safe space with someone or in whatever way that they're able to create it. Um, because once you do have that safety and that security, then it really kind of liberates you. Um, last question service topping that wasn't like the way the question was actually worded um, but basically kind of had to do with like oh any advice for service topping so they want to do it for the primary partner but it's so intimidating as a sub yeah I get asked a lot about that so in my Q&A's or just in my DM's there's a lot of submissive identified like people who will come into my inbox knowing that I'm a, a switch and just say my dom is a switch I'm not but I really want to almost like a service submission type desire. They really want to be able to top their switchy dom as a service to them. And they're looking for advice or tips or what can I do? Or they'll come in saying that they did try it and they got really uncomfortable or didn't really know what to do. Um, And I think it's a really common experience. So I ended up making a resource for it to put on my Patreon because it was such a common thing. But um, I think it's really important to note that so service topping where you are topping, not dominating, but you are topping as a service to your dom is very different to being a switch. I think some people enter into that kind of scenario thinking that they are switching for their dom and then when they don't actually receive the kind of energy, the kind of satisfaction the dynamic you know, results that come from switching, they get a little bit uncomfortable because they're not actually a switch. So for me as a switch, and I like Nikki yourself as well, like if you are a switch and you might be a sub, um, like for example, I'm a sub like solely for my daddy, but if he wanted me to, for example, um, like tie him in rope, if he wanted me to top him in that way, I can do that. I can absolutely do that. I might even get into a bit of a dom headspace. I know he's my dom, so I'm not actually dominating him. I am service topping him with rope. But what I'm getting out of that, because I'm a switch, I am actually getting satisfaction about providing that service for him. It's like a service submission kind of satisfaction that I'm getting. But I am also a dom and I am also a rigger. I get satisfaction from doing that thing generally. So my needs are actually being met as well in that role. The difference if you are solely a sub and you're trying to say, for example, do that exact thing and tie your dom, if you're not, if you don't have a dominant side, it can be really uncomfortable and your needs aren't being met because your needs around submission. So um, I think when I've been asked this before, I encourage people, if it's at all feeling uncomfortable, yes, it's probably a conversation to see if there are ways to make it more comfortable. But if it's uncomfortable still, don't do it. Like you're, you're putting yourself in a situation that's uncomfortable for you, that isn't a part of your identity or your role. And there are some subs um, that really just don't want to see their dominant in a submissive position. They they want to see their dom as solely a dom. And even if they're aware they're a switch and know they switch with others, they don't want to experience that with them. So have they have those kind of conversations if your dom wants you to switch with them or top them because um, it's not for everyone and it might be worth 
the the dominant in that situation finding those needs met outside of that relationship. No, I agree with that. Uh, the only scenario that came to mind for me, like I guess to kind of formulate my answer, was most recently my doms and I, we did shibari with a little bit of knife play, um, which was a lot of fun. And, and obviously that really like satisfied my submission needs and everything. But I noticed my male dom, like his back was hurting. So when we got to like the aftercare portion of that of that night, I like I asked him if I could give him a massage to like help like with his, you know, his back pain. And so I did that. And like granted, that's a form of like after care but that is also like a way of kind of like you know giving your dominant a service in the in where you know you're not technically you know you're the one you're the one doing this for them. Yeah, you're topping. You're topping with care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like submission in any way. Like it, it's service topping, I guess. So, you know, I, it can depend on the scenario, I guess, or like what they're looking to do. But like maybe those are ways to you know, in the aftercare or something like that, ways to just kind of like test out like how you how you like to be of service to your dom in a way that that's not necessarily submissive. So, but I don't know. I mean, that is kind of a a tough one just because if you do get uncomfortable in that space, like, I don't know what I would do in that scenario. I haven't really been. Yeah. You need to work out like, are there any things that could just be particular types of play that you would be comfortable with? Like you, Nikki, you could have, um, like care-based, like caregiver-type dominant practices that are comfortable for you. So you could maybe experiment with that or it could be maybe sensory play or something like that doesn't make you feel intimidated. You could do something like that. It could be something maybe like rope, like I'm, I'm very comfortable with rope, so I'm very comfortable doing that for daddy. Like, But if he asked me, I said earlier, it's a hard limit, so we never would. But if he asked me, for example, like for like dominance in like impact play, I might be like, oh, I don't know about that. Like that, I don't know if that's comfortable for me to do to my dominant. So there might be particular types of play, even though I'm a sadist, and I do enjoy that type of play, doing that particular thing to my dominant might not be comfortable. So um, in it might just be that if these submissives have had discomfort in something, it could just be the particular type of play that you were engaging in. And it might be worth sitting down together and having that chat of like, okay, here's all the types of things we like to do together what are some of those things that maybe might be comfortable for you? What are maybe some of those things that could be limits? Because you might find there's just one or two things that you could play with. I agree there because as you were saying that, I thought to myself like sensation play is one where like I totally wouldn't mind doing that to my doms um, while still kind of like, you know, not going to a dominant headspace with them. So like whether that's with like the claws, you know, which is like heavy sensation or like, you know, other things. I know you can use like the little... Um, the pinwheel or knife play, even like those kind of things I would probably be okay with. But like, I can't imagine doing impact play on my doms. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on the doms needs too, that, that they can be so different. It might be that they are requesting service topping. Yeah. So for example, they might like want wax, for example, as just a sensation and they don't mind what you know energy not what power exchange is happening behind that it might just be that they really want to be lying on their stomach with someone pouring wax on their back so a sub that might not be comfortable with that actual switching and the power exchange part of that um, might be comfortable doing that for them and the dominant would be receiving what they need from that scene because they're not looking for actual dominance they're looking for someone to top with a type of play or a service 
So that, that could work. But if the dominant actually is hoping for that feeling of power exchange with their submissive, that that's what they're hoping to get out of switching with them. If their partner is a sub and not a switch, they're not going to receive that. It's like I said earlier about like having a bit of like bullshit detection. Um, (laughs) The dominant's going to very clearly know that their sub isn't in the position of control in that scene. Even if they are topping, even if they're playing the part, they might be a really great actor and be like doing all the right things. But there is a difference between doing the thing that can look like dominance and actually dominating. So if the dominant if the dominant is wanting to feel dominated, they're probably not going to be able to experience that with their submissive partner. So that's when it might just be better acknowledging that they can't have that need met um, inside of that relationship. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's definitely situational. Um, I think that's a really good distinction to make there, whether like they want to feel the actual power exchange or they just want to feel some sort of play or be serviced in some sort of way um, without, you know, giving or relinquishing their power as like a dominant. So I think that's a really solid distinction there. But yeah, overall, I mean, these have been like really great questions, I think. And for anyone in their switch journey, you know, I, I know for me, my switch journey has been something that has taken me to a lot of really, you know, amazing highs as I've like discovered new parts of myself. And it sounds like for you, it's been like absolutely transformative. So for anyone in that journey, like I, I hope that, you know, they get good experiences and good, you know, fulfilling things out of it. Absolutely. I agree. It's a, a, a whole new world to explore. <laughs> I'm really curious once Cami finds that safety in a dominant, if there will be a switchy side that will emerge. <laughs> That's going to be so interesting if you think it's not in there, Cami, and it comes knocking. I guess we'll see. Yeah. You might have your own coffee table soon enough. You know, it's funny because I remember Nikki one time came back from a sex party and she was like, I had five girls lined on the bed on their knees as I was flogging them. And I'm over here thinking, I'm like, am I capable of that? And I, you know, I kind of sat with it for a moment. I'm like, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure yet. So, but we never know. We never know. I always like to keep an open mind. Um, you know, when I go to sex parties, I, I love to watch people get flogged. Um, it's my favorite, favorite thing. The last sex party that we went to, there was this one um, female performer who was just doing like this solo dance. And I like fell in love with her. I, I would have completely loved to have like done anything with her. And I like, I went up to her and I was like, I think you're beautiful. And she was like, oh, give me a hug. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> so that was interesting. But yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm open to anything. But but first, my sub side. I miss it. It's been a little while and I'm, I'm ready to get back into it. So. so the story that Kimi was telling there is probably like one of my most favorite Dom moments to date. Um, so I was at a sex party and my female Dom was working the event. Um, and so we were like upstairs in kind of like the master room of this area. Um, she was flogging me a little bit, which was like a lot of fun and just kind of like getting me warmed up a bit. 
And then, but then she had to go downstairs, you know, she was working the event, so she had to go downstairs for something. I can't remember if it was a scene or, but I stayed upstairs and this couple came up to me and they're like, we've never used a flogger. Would you show us like how to use it? And I was like, absolutely. And I was telling them a little bit about like, you know, dominance and submission. Um, and so like, I remember the female and the, the couple, she was like, she was like, well, what do you like to be called? And I'm like, mistress. She was like, okay. So I like had her get on the bed and, um, like get on all fours. And I like started doing some like light flogging, just kind of like getting her warmed up or whatever. Um, and so, and like, kind of like showing the husband a little bit of like, you know, how to use it and whatnot. And she really liked the sensation of it. Um, and she hadn't really ever experienced it before. And then I I don't, one thing led to another. And before I know it, there were five girls that were like all on the bed on all fours as I'm like flogging all of them. And literally a crowd of about like probably 40 people like gathered to watch this. (laughs) I mean, I can understand why. (laughs) It was a very aesthetic scene. And then, but probably my most favorite part and they were all calling me mistress. I had, I like gave them a quick lesson. I'm like, Hey, okay. If you're good, tell me when I say, what's your color? If you're good, tell me green. If you need me to slow down, tell me yellow. And then if you need me to stop, just say red. Cause I wanted them, you know, to, to have some sort of way to like communicate how the flogging was going. And since there were so many of them, so like, I would just ask periodically, I'm like, what's your color ladies. And they'd be like, green, 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 whatever, or like yellow. But anyways, my favorite part was at one point I was switching from the flogger to the whip and I was using the whip for a little bit. I'd accidentally, one of the girls, I like, I hit a spot. I don't know what happened. She like shut up and she was like red. And so I like went over there real quick and I'm like, I'm very sorry. And I was like giving her some like care and like, you know, kind of massaging the area and whatnot. And then I was like, do you want to return or would you like to step out of the, of the scene? She was like, no, no, I think I'm good. She was like, it was just a surprising place or whatever. I'm like, okay. And so from at that point, I'm like, well, I think I'm going to switch back to the flogger. So I put the whip down and I was like, where's my flogger? And then this guy walks up with it, one of the husbands, and he was like, right here, mistress. (laughs) Yes. That makes me so happy. (laughs) And I'm over here like, why wasn't this recorded? I would have loved to have seen that moment. That's exactly right. You need to make sure that at your parties you record these things with me. (laughs) But that was like one of my most like shining and favorite moments as a dom. Like, and that was probably the one time that my dom side really like came out and was just like, I'm very present and I just like felt so confident in it for the first time. So I'll never forget that experience. It will always live rent free in my head. (laughs) I can't wait. I need to find five of these Island babies to um, (laughs) line them up and um, have my turn. Highly recommend for anyone, but yeah. Anyways, Miss Night Eyes, thank you for joining us today for this special. It's been an absolute delight as always. Um, and if you'd like to tell everyone where to find you, go right on. So they can find me on Instagram at Ms underscore night eyes or one word and I have a patreon page that they can sign up for if they like that is linked in my bio as well perfect and we'll include those links um, in our description as well so you guys can go give her a follow check out her patreon if you want to support all her work her and the funny dom returns put out a bunch of great content or content absolutely love what you guys do with it so but yeah and the funny dom returns is his latest account 
Yes, third account. Crazy. Have you made a backup yet? Have you or have you added one? No, I haven't got a backup. That's probably a good reminder. I should go do that. <laughs> Absolutely, definitely. But thank you again for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course, we loved it. And everybody, thank you for tuning in. We are so happy. Um, if you are on your switch journey, you know, bon voyage. We I hope it goes well. And yeah, come back next time. Don't forget wear condoms you can find us on youtube ig twitter tiktok